Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Get to the Root with Audio. My next guest is a professional artist. He's an author and overall just a multifaceted entrepreneur. He's doing a lot of things all of the time. But the most important thing about him that I pay attention to and he talks about all the time is that he's a father and uh, we appreciate our fathers all the time. So everybody say hello to JC Bryant. Hi, JC. Hi, Adi. How are you today? Doing pretty good. I'm so glad to have you here with me and we are going to do our best to get at least close to the root of common ground in respect to uh, racial divides here in our nation. And I think that you and I both have kind of a, a healthy perspective on it, being as we're from the same little tiny redneck town oh, yeah. in uh, Alabama. And, <laughs> and, but I think that we have separate perspectives of what that was like. Probably. So if you could just kind of start us off on what that all looked like to you growing up. Well, you know, in some aspects, I guess it did mirror a little bit of Mayberry, especially on my end, being uh, from a family of law enforcement. But mm-hmm. um, it wasn't all Mayberry. I think it had a little bit of uh, uh, Stephen King wrapped in there. Uh, oh. What's the movie where the boys go down the, the railroad track to see the dead body? Oh, Stand By Me? Yeah, Stand By Me. Some yeah. some of my life was a little bit like that. We weren't going to see dead bodies, but, you know, I definitely <laughs> saw I definitely saw racism. I definitely knew it existed. Uh, it wasn't something that was talked about a lot in my family. Uh, when I say my family, I mean particularly within my home. But right. out of the home, amongst my other family members, it was something you saw, and uh, you kind of understood that it was there. That there was a divide. Right, right. And and that, yeah. so it didn't exist on the playground. It didn't exist on the baseball team, or the football team, or not, I guess, up until I became a teenager was when it was something that we noticed more. I guess maybe high school. Definitely in mm-hmm. elementary school, it didn't exist. Not for me, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I think I learned more about it outside of my home, uh, dealing with other people, and it became more and more apparent as I got older, like you say, high school, where even from the friends in your circle, you hear things like, well, it's okay to love, you know, this color or this group, but you don't have to love them. Right. Exactly. You know, Yeah. Yeah, that's and and I heard some of the same stuff. You know, it's okay to be friends, uh, but you don't want to date. You don't want to. And of course, that's a different. That's a different part of racism. Well, I guess it's not a different part, but it's a different topic, uh, a different branch, so to speak. Um, yeah. When you start talking about the relationship aspects, because I caught a lot of flack in high school just for being friends with people of the yeah. opposite race. Yeah, I, you know, one of the worst experiences of my childhood was in the seventh grade, some, a few girls in my class all ganged up on me and like beat me up on the football field because they were, and the whole time they were yelling, you need to learn to stay with your own kind. Wow. I didn't know that happened. I hate that. 
yeah, this was in seventh grade. And when I went home, you know, my clothes were torn. I had a fat lip and bruises and, you know, it was just three against one. And of course, nobody helped. Yeah, we definitely knew that you were the white black girl. And you know what? I learned <laughs> to take offense to that statement right you there. But you should take offense to it. Yeah, <laughs> I learned to take offense to it because if, if if that means that by virtue of my skin color, I'm not supposed to be cool or articulate or well-read or educated or you know any of those things that I guess these people were attributing to an entire race as if coolness, intelligence, and fun were restricted to one race and that was just always silly to me which is funny because the same the same statements you're making that was used to be called you white were some of the things that made me want to hang out with the black guys i was hanging out with and friends with which i didn't look at it that way like i said it didn't get brought to my attention until high school um we were just guys that we were in class together i like you know i love to draw i've been drawing since i was young and the people mm-hmm. sitting around me in my classroom were very talented. I'll name drop a few of them, but like Kenny Washington and James Henry and Artist Poe, those guys had the same things going on that I had going on. You know, they like right, to so draw. You had ground. Right. You had common uh, ground already as kids. And then you've got adults walking around telling you that you shouldn't. Right. Regardless of what common ground that you might have had with that person. I, um, you know, Common ground's a funny thing. We come from common ground, even though we see some of the things, I guess, growing up in a different aspect. I think now we see things quite a bit alike. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I think common ground can, I said earlier when we were talking cure, and cure may be not be the right word because there may be no cure, but a good way to treat it and eradicate it to some degree is, I think, the arts. Yeah. Um, music, um, painting, even, mm-hmm. even crafts, you know. Yeah, crafting. I, I tell you, my, my circle of knitting friends is quite large. <laughs> <laughs> and we're from all kinds of backgrounds, but we can really get together over some yarn and sticks. I'm very envious of that. I, I, uh, I can sew a button, and my grandmother taught me how to mend things. Um, and, of course, Miss Ashmore made sure that I knew how to sew my own phone book cover. Oh, dear God. (laughs) That was going to be important in my adult life because I was going to need a pink velvet phone book cover. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think I own a phone book anymore. I know, and I don't remember the last time I made my own pillowcases. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, 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 we bought a sewing machine for the kids for Christmas one year and we had all these exciting things we was going to do for it. And it was broke right out of the box. We went to return it and there were no more. So we just did the in-store credit deal and we never looked back. But I think knitting and sewing and things like that, I consider all that art. And I, I think it's amazing. It is. And, you know, you can get a group of people that have absolutely nothing in common put them in the same room together long enough and people because we need each other so badly no matter how much we say that we're an island and we stand alone we need each other isn't it great our creator made us that way I mean, he did all through his word he could do well we know he can do anything he wants to do but he never 
he never does it without us. He always uses us to fulfill his mission and his means. And I think that's, I think that's a very profound thing that we don't look at. Absolutely. And, you know, in the, in the podcast before this, Virginia White and I were discussing, you know, the pursuit of purpose and how each of us has been given, you know, talent, skills, gifts, you know, and pick up, you know, skill sets along the way throughout our lives that go toward uh, God using us in our purpose on this earth. And each person's purpose is supposed to point in the same direction. Each purpose is supposed to point toward our creator. And that's why God is so big on relationships, relationships between him and us as individuals and us as as a people. And our relationships with one another are direct reflections of our relationship with God. Very true. There's that nugget. (laughs) I, I agree with it. I couldn't agree more. And uh, if if our if all our eyes are on Jesus, then we're all headed in the same direction, and we need each other to get us there. Now, just like you were talking about in team building, uh, one person's skills may be what's needed to overcome overcome the obstacle that you know yeah. that is thrown in the path. Satan loves trying to find ways to divide us. I don't think anybody's better at it, actually. Um, uh no and then you know we play right into it and we come up with this difference or that difference that we don't like about this person and we choose to let that one thing be the blockade between us and learning something new or between us and growing in a particular area of of difficulty and that's not fair to you and that's not fair to the person that you might be missing out on on a blessing with, you know, or a blessing from, or the ability to bless. And it's definitely not fair to our children. Um, It's It's not fair to our children at all. I can understand it. I'm not saying I accept it, but I can understand it to a degree in a person who isn't walking with Christ. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, sin, uh, being being defined as transgressions against God, against what God wants, against his commandment. Mm -hmm. Sin itself uh, will make you an adversary. You have a a rebel spirit. But when we're together and and we've accepted Christ and we're trying to be more like him, and in your earlier podcast with Virginia, the pursuit, that's the pursuit is to become more like Christ. And you know, in John, um, John chapter one, verse 12, it says to all that received him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So now we've all got the same daddy. Yeah. And we're all brothers and sisters and we should behave accordingly. Absolutely. Amen to that. And that, that makes it so much easier once we start building on that relationship with Christ, trying to take on more of his characteristics as we allow him to weed out the chaff you know, in us, it makes it easier to really pay attention to what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 18, that if it is possible, as much as it depends on you to be at peace with all men, uh, with, with everybody, even if it means you're having to take a little bit of ridicule, or even if it means that you don't come out looking like a winner all the time, or even if it means that you don't get to say the most important thing in a conversation. Amen. 
being at peace means being at peace, accepting another person's attributes for what they are and lifting up, lifting them up to God and using the gifts and talents he's given you to encourage that person, to, to bolster that person, to wave that person's banner and love them to God instead of forcing, you know, our opinions or our religious beliefs or anyone down anybody's throat. That's what it is to live for Christ. And when it comes to division, division, of course, being the opposite of unity is rampant in this country. And it all starts on the surface. Yes. And it's so silly. It's very silly. Whether it's a white church acting funny, you know, when African-Americans come in. Well, not just African-Americans, because we're getting a lot of different oh. now. We have a lot of Spanish people, Mexican people, you know, or whether it's the African-American churches. Uh, running down their their congregation for attending so-called white churches and that happened here just a few months ago in Birmingham oh my goodness Um, that's awful I remember having uh there was a family that moved into the apartment complex across the street from us and they started attending the church that we were going to and I went to an all-black church and these were this is a, a white family and they came in and let me tell you I've never seen the red carpet rolled out like it was whenever these people came to church. It was like a completely different everything in the, in an effort to impress these people that had no heaven or hell to put them in. Right. It was weird. And, and you know, and, and a lot of that behavior comes from us growing up as young people and, and, our, and, and not running our parents in the ground because everybody grows up in a different environment. But what I was talking about, it's not fair to our children. What I meant was is specifically exactly what you're talking about now is there wasn't enough relationships between these different cultures, so they didn't know how to behave around each other. Right. Funny. We're, we're, we're so much alike that it's silly. I mean, that's why we laugh at Fred Sanford, because, and I'm speaking as a, as a white man. We laugh at Fred Sanford because Fred Sanford was my granddaddy. Fred Sanford was my uncle. That's why mm-hmm. it's related and you laugh because we're we have different battles that we've had to fight for sure. But when it all comes down to it, we're living the same kind of life. We have the same problems mm-hmm. coming against us and mm-hmm. we're letting other people cause the division and yeah. you can't fix somebody else. You got to fix yourself. So it starts in each individual person's home. It starts. It sure does. Or as Michael Jackson sure said, does. with a man in the mirror. Yeah, it starts with one, one person, you know, one mindset, one heart at a time. And, you know, my first marriage, it gave me a super shock into racism in our hometown. Because whenever I would try to go visit with any of his family members, I would be made to stand on the porch and talk to them through the screen. Wow. Or if I was bringing, you know, um, I would find out things that, you know, his grandmother needed or whatever, and I would take it to her, but she would always have me bring it in through the back door in the kitchen. That is no joke, but it wasn't until we had my daughter and my mother-in-law was wanting to take my daughter up to see, you know, my mom, her, you know, her mother. 
And one day I put my foot down and I told him, I'm not, I'm not going to let you do that anymore because there is no her without me. And I felt kind of embarrassed. I can't, felt kind of embarrassed that my husband wasn't doing that. Right. You know, that he wasn't, you know, um, advocating for the family that he choose, he chose to build. So I ended up having to put my foot down. And after that, when they knew that they wasn't going to see that fat, juicy grandbaby, suddenly all doors were open. And I was invited over for everything you could think of. And it was so strange. <laughs> oh, man. I, um, we had family. And, and, and I'm not going to name names. But, you know, right. people that know you that know me, they know well aware yeah. what I'm talking about. But we had family that that dated uh, African-American boys and mm-hmm. um, not going to say that there were bad things said because there, there honestly wasn't bad things said, but it was made very clear by actions that they weren't family anymore. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just into my adult age that, and not only me, but the people that were older than me that kind of played that part even those people have grown softer and yeah, you know, these people are family again. But I think back to what I was going through at that age. And I think, what would it be like at that age if my family wanted nothing to do with me? Um, Wouldn't that be devastating? Very much so. Oh, and ridiculous. You know, the love that Christ is really no way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, I've tried before. There's really no way to describe it. And and we can't even touch a little bit of it with each other. It it's a sad, sad world that we live in because love is love is the answer. Um, it is. I've got friends who are far left. Of course, in this day and age, I'm having a tough time um maintaining relationships with them. And then I've got friends who are on the far, far right. And they're they're quite a bit in the stomach sometimes too. And I guess I find myself leaning <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, but closer to the right, because I'm definitely not, right. you know, no, we're not trying to get political, but I'm not, um, I'm not socialist in any way or communist in any way whatsoever. Um, but I, I do believe in our rights to own our property and own what we earned. And so right, 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 right. on the same note, I don't want people in my business telling me what I've got to do and what I have to do. But what I'm getting at with that, and I think I spun myself off in a whirlwind, but Hang on. What I, what hang I'm on. Getting, yeah, I'm trying to pull myself back. Throw me a rope. But, <laughs> but um, you know, when it comes to love um, and it comes to um, trying to be as Jesus was, you got to stand up for the little guy sometimes. He did. So mm-hmm. we've got to stand up. And we got a, yeah, a whole nother topic we're going to have to do one day is men being men. But oh, my goodness. That one for later. But, Don't. Why would you want to get me started on that? Yeah, okay. yeah. But, you know, <laughs> okay. we're being systematically <laughs> eradicated, you know. The men do need to be men. They set the tone. Um, and and mom set the tone, too. And in a lot of cases, the mom is the only man in the house. So, Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But yeah. um, it starts there. And mm-hmm. uh, Becoming a father changed my viewpoints on everything. Everything I thought I knew, everything I thought I understood, not just about life uh, and not just about the Bible, everything. 
once I became a yeah. father, specifically a single father, mm-hmm. um, then I realized uh, God is talking to us as a father. And when you when you yes. approach the word in that manner, you start to understand better. But I'll be the first to tell you that from the mouths of babes, I have been corrected. Uh, Amen. Just with the daughters coming home and, and then the simple why. Well, we're not supposed to do this. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be asking ourselves in this day and age a lot more why. Uh, you know, yeah. why we feel the way we feel about certain things. Because if we take it back to the word and the word doesn't, you know, tell us that that's why we should be feeling that way, then maybe we've been wrong all along. Yeah. Maybe we've been sold a bad bill of goods. We definitely have. And uh-huh. the common ground going forward, I know I'm bringing it back, but to, is to get our children. It starts with the children. I mean, Hitler knew that. That's what Hitler did. He would go in and remove the teachers and put his teachers in place. So yeah, buddy. If we know we're teachers, then we got to start with our with our own children and the children that are around us because sometimes you're a parent when you're not really the parent. And Right, um, yep. And I find that art is the answer. When a, when a child knows that they can create something with their own hands, it changes the way that they see the world. Um, mm-hmm. And when they're all in there painting together or, or sweating together or uh, making music not, together or nothing matters, mm-hmm. but what you're the goal, the end goal. And um, so I challenge everyone to go pick up a paintbrush, go pick up a coloring book, a pack of crayons a hammer, you know, a drill, a box of nails, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get these children, you know, grandma Working said and, uh, and... idle hands was the devil's playground. So get them busy, you know. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> Don't put let them be the bored for too long. <laughs> yeah. Unplug the PlayStation, put down the iPad, um, and get them out there in the yard and, you know, and I definitely don't have the answers for everything. And I, you know, I'll probably receive a lot of messages when this gets aired. <laughs> well, you know what, though, it, it you're breathing life into the situation, though, as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, I, I saw this, uh, you know, when we're talking about it starts at home, you know, I saw this uh, word post not too long ago that said that we can't um it says that we can't raise our kids the same way our parents raised us and i only agree with that by like maybe five percent because while the times change uh technology changes all kinds of things change around us but what doesn't change is human nature right we 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 can't afford not to continue to teach social graces work ethic um, common courtesies, manners, you know, we've got five-year-olds that can do linear math, but can't look a person in an eye, in the eye and have a conversation. Yeah. And it's you know, devastating. It, it is. Yeah. It is and it's, it's kind of devastating. So it does come back to us when it comes to, you know, common ground and, you know, doing something about these racial divides, it's up to us to integrate our children into environments where they get to do incredible things, where they get to do artistic and wonderful things with other people, 
that look like them, don't look like them, sound like them, don't sound like them, you know, all of that. It is up to us to get people, get our kids involved with other people. I agree. One of the things my father, I will give him so much credit for is that he took us outside of Reform Alabama. We would go and travel. He wanted us to know that there was more out there than reform Alabama. So I took it further. I would take my daughters and we, and, and my sons. Now we'd go to different States. And, um, so that they would know that there was more out there in the world and be, and see those other people and the way other people live. And something you brought up with the topic you said, um, and I'm going to try to say it back just the way you said it, but we, somebody said, we can't raise our children the way that our parents raised us. Well, you and I, we were raised in the South. So, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, I find more often than not in my travels that those are things that mainly happen here in the South. Um, yes. I, I can't give you should have seen what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should have seen what happened when I wanted to get my stepkids to say yes, ma'am and no, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yes, we, it, it's, it's definitely um, – Children, children need structure, number one. And, yes. And they need to be reprimanded when they've done wrong, number two. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my sister, I love her. She's a single mom now, but uh, she echoes some of my own sentiments, and my wife, too. Uh, Regina will tell the kids quick, I'm not your friend. I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. And we can't, we got to quit being the kids' friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah, not that's a, that's a whole different discussion right there. Like that, that's a multi-segment <laughs> discussion. And another, one, <laughs> and another one is don't just be a taxi for your kids either. It's great if you're if you're taking you know the person that may be listening that's saying to themselves, well, I take my kid to baseball and I take my kid to karate and I take my kid to art class. But yeah, but are you there? Yeah, are you staying there? Yeah. Are you involved? Right. You know, go cook the, go work the concession stand. I hated it, you know, but I did it. Uh, I wanted my kids to know I was there. And, um, but no, I didn't enjoy making hamburgers and French fries. And, you know, uh, I'm sure there's some parents that did enjoy it and God bless them because we needed every one of them. But I, that wasn't me, but I did it. Um, yeah. I, I sat through karate class. Um, mm-hmm. So if you yeah, know my husband sits through the basketball practices and all of that, he, right he goes with his son, yeah. And you know, it's just like going to you know Trinity's ba- her her band everything, her band everything. Oh gosh. Well, and you know, on, on the <laughs> marching band that, everything. I know that every parent can't attend everything. My dad worked so hard, and and. Um, he, he wasn't able to come to every baseball game and everything I did, but he did come to some. The point is, mm-hmm. is the kids know that you're working. The kids know how hard kids see things. I mean, things that you don't even think they see. Kids are like a sponge. So they know how hard you're working and how hard you're trying. So Yeah, they're paying attention all the time. Come to what you can yeah. come to, but be involved, you know. Yeah, be involved. And, you know, and just like with anything else our the way that we walk around the world around the people that we share the earth with our kids are paying attention to every time we encounter another human being and they're in our presence they're paying attention to 
the trash we might talk behind the foreign speaker. You know, they pay attention to yes. uh, the observations we might make and not say it to the person's face, but having a derogatory comment to make about somebody that grows up in our kids. Yeah, it's so, a seed. It's a seed. Yeah, it is a seed. seed. So with common it, ground, with common ground, we have to give them common ground. Right. We have to we have to let them hear us complimenting people to their face or not to their face. You know, we have to. They have to hear us having a respect for the fact that the person in front of us can speak more languages than I do. Girl, you gonna you know? make me start a podcast called "Going Back to School." <laughs> But you know what I mean? They they need to see us. Everything a child knows in their formative years is created by their their, their surrounding circumstances. Right. They're not necessarily extensions of us. They're a completely different being than us as the parents. So we have to be very, very concerned about the people that they're going to be when they're our age. You know, if if the creek don't rise and the Lord don't come. That's right. You know, and and so, it ultimately, that's our job. You know, that's our so, job. Yeah. While they're young, we have to instill love. We have to instill how important it is for them to look for common ground, even if they don't see any on the surface. Look for it. Um, leave yourself vulnerable to the building of a new relationship with a stranger in the grocery store. You know, all of those little things that some of us do by nature because we're just extroverts like that. And some of us don't, it's not a comfortable thing for everybody, but if it's something that we can learn new skills from as we go through this life, dealing with, you know, one person after the other and making sure to take them on a case by case basis, first of all. Um, yeah, it does have help. to be on first by first. Yeah, so it, it will help us whether we're introverted or extroverted. It will help us move around in this world with the other people that God really gifted us with to live this life with. I think it tells us, and I'll have to look it up. I'm actually going to do that while we're talking. Uh, actually, uh, in Matthew, uh, while I'm looking up the other verse, in Matthew um, chapter 22, he's talking about, Jesus is talking about how you should love the Lord thy God with uh Let's see, I don't want to say it. Yeah. Yeah, with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And he says that's the mm -hmm. first and great commandment. So we know right off the bat we should all be loving God. So I'm going to assume that the parents were discussing, at least from this point forward, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about saved people, um, people who are following Christ. All right. It says mm -hmm. the second commandment is likened to it. And so I would assume by him saying the second commandment is likened to it. That it's a great commandment. And it right. says, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thou love thyself. Mm -hmm. I don't think it can be any clearer. It, you know, any clearer than that. And it would have to be like a sky billboard. Yeah. Because, you know, it would have to be something that, you know, you wake up in the morning and you get a tap on your shoulder from God that says, okay, today we're loving, you're, you're loving me. And through that love, you're going to go out and you're going to love other people. Right. And, and if you That's can't the only way to be any clearer. Right. And if you're not able to do that, if you're not able to love your neighbor as you love yourself, then maybe, just maybe, you don't really love yourself. Maybe not. So maybe because you, gotta, you, know, 
right. You got to do what you got to do within yourself to be a person you can look in the mirror like we talked about earlier and be happy, you know, with where you are as a person. And I don't mean you don't have the car you want. You don't have the house you want. You don't think you're, you're being a good enough mom. We all get down. Yeah. Being proud of the person that you are. And for a long time, I wasn't, I'll be completely honest. It's taken me a Mm -hmm. while to be happy with the guy that I look at in the mirror. He needs work. Uh, I'm, (laughs) I'm a daily, you know, I'm daily criticizing myself and trying to get better in every aspect of my life, but I'm proud of the guy. You know, I'm three years sober. I'm three years cigarette mm-hmm. free. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. It was hard. It was a hard. The alcohol wasn't so bad. The cigarettes was very bad. Uh, very hard to get over. But that's a but, kick uh, in the pants. Yeah. But it, but but you, maybe that's where you got to start. Maybe that's where maybe that's the message we need to get across is it starts with us. So if we want our children to be the way that we want to be, then we got to change ourselves. And then approach those people in the grocery store and, and try to get out of our comfort zone. Nobody, yes. Yeah, nobody's saying go to the bad side of town and, and hand out sandwiches. Well, but, you know, <laughs> baby steps, you know, baby steps. Yeah, baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> but I think it was because... Hebrews, uh, Adi, was what I was thinking. Maybe at Hebrews 11. Um, help me find that. Um, I talks Hebrews about... 11. It talks about in the in the day where things are going to be so bad, which personally I think they are now, um, that we should assemble ourselves together. With, oh, with, to to not forsake the assemblings of ourselves together, as you see the day drawing near. Right, with people, and it also says something about people were like minded, maybe. Um, yeah, hold on a second, I'll have that for you. But go ahead and keep talking. Well, that's my point: is that we we are living in a different we're living in a different age than of course we were when our parents raised us. Our children today are faced with a lot of things that are way worse than what we did, more dangerous, more treacherous. And, you know, the devil is a lot, well, I don't guess he's any different than he's ever been, but uh, things that were hidden in the dark are now in the light, Um, you know, and it's being made acceptable. So, they're going to have a little bit harder of a challenge. So we've, we've got to take it on board to, I think the serenity prayer says, God, give me the ability to change the things I can and accept the things I can't. Well, I don't believe there's nothing that we can't change. Um, Everybody has to start in their own neighborhood, in their own home. And if everybody's doing it in their own neighborhood, in their own home, then the next thing you know, you change the whole town. And from a town, you change the county. And from the county, you can change a state. And so that's my own personal. That's my own personal belief. I could be wrong. but Right. So I think what you were looking for, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 28, I think. All right. And that says, let's see, is it 28? No. No, I think that's talking about. No, it's about- 25. It's 25. Okay. Yep, it says the not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Of course, I was trying to get a different translation, but we'll go with this one. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. There you go. 
That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, for the support and the lifting up of one another. That's what it's going to take. Be there when we're bad. If you got to tell somebody where they're doing wrong, I mean, the Bible, people get that wrong a lot, I think, when they say that judge not lest you be judged. They say, well, the Bible says don't judge. That's actually not what it says. Jesus actually says to judge correctly. But Yes, but judge yeah, correctly, but don't be looking at the exterior when you do it. That's right, and mm-hmm. be prepared, because if you open up your mouth and say something, there may be something coming back to you, but maybe you need, maybe you need to hear it. I mean, I, <laughs> but, but, you know, straighten each other out when we're wrong, but, but high-five each other when we're doing right. That's Absolutely. Cool. I agree with that 100%. For, forgive the background noise. I had a needy dog, but anyway. Um, but but yeah. that's common ground. If we're all doing that, and we're trying, and I challenge everybody, including myself, um, to do better at that, then then that's a common ground, uh, like you spoke of, because all our eyes should be looking to Christ. Absolutely. Well, I think that we actually got a little close to the root here, because, I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, what it's going to take. It's going to take a lot of Jesus, and, and probably quite a bit of coffee, too. <laughs> Which, and a whole lot of grandma's wisdom. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what? Speaking of coffee, uh, what what coffee is that you you're sipping on this morning? Oh, the wife picked me up some butter pecan. It's butter pecan flavored, and it's by mm-hmm. the New England Coffee Company. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Oh, yeah, run out and pick yourself up some of that. It is delicious. That sounds awesome. Well, JC, thank you again for taking the time out to sit down and discuss this with me it actually has been quite wonderful i look forward to it uh doing it again and if anybody wants to find me you can find me on the book of faces my page is called (laughs) the irish man can yeah so what what is uh oh and you guys when you go on to the irish man can you are going to see some of the most amazing artwork I, he's got some pieces that have blown my mind so I, I oh yes for real I, I I still haven't gotten over Elvis okay but <laughs> <laughs> so I, I encourage you guys to go check it out on Facebook the Irish man you're gonna like what you see so JC what is the what is the takeaway that you would like to have the listeners to to put in their pocket today well, um, to do that, let's all go to Galatians chapter three, verse 26. And um, okay. I'm going to go with the King James version, uh, but you're welcome to read any version you guys like. But it says, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So, you know, we're, we got to have faith that we're going to get it right. You got to take the risk. But mm-hmm. finding that common ground is is the most important part because. If you can find the common ground, it makes any topic that you want to have, discuss, any project that you want to try to build, it's all going to start with the common ground, and you're going to have to look for it. You have to look for it, and you know what? I'll, I'll end with a little, a little story about common ground. You remember we had this uh, amazing, and when I use the word amazing, I'm not using it lightly, um, principle. Mr. James. Yes. 
And I don't quite remember what it was I got in trouble for. I got in trouble a few times, so I'm not sure which time this was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but, oh, you know what? Yeah, I, we, I had a little skirmish with a girl. And he put us in in-school suspension together in the same room. We were two different races. And for the life of us, we could not stand one another. The conditions of our being in in school suspension was, it wasn't for a day, it wasn't for two days. We were kept in that room together until we found something in common. Wow. That was his rule. He said, I'm gonna keep coming back to check on you guys and you'll be in here every day until you two find something in common. Coach James was such a man of wisdom and and, a, and you couldn't get away with much because he knew what was, I still to this day don't know how he knew everything, but he knew it all. You know what? He knew us and he knew our parents. That was yeah. the worst part. He knew our parents so <laughs> that we couldn't get away with anything. Oh, no, but you know, we sat in that room. Mm -hmm. We sat in that room for three days. That's how long it took. And, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, I kind of live my life on, on movie quotes and song lyrics. We got that in common. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, you know, we're all the way across the room from each other, too. I mean, she's sitting by the board. I'm sitting by the window. And I start humming this song by Amy Grant. And she kind of perked up and she says, you know who Amy Grant is? And I was like, I love Amy Grant. And she actually starts to sing the song that I was humming. We sat there and I, I'm pretty sure that between the two of us, we sang that entire album. And Coach James comes in in the middle of one of the songs and he has this, this, this silly grin on his face. <laughs> I can see it right now. <laughs> yeah. And he said, you may go now. <laughs> and after that, we ne never a crossword was spoken between me and that girl. Well, to you this day, proved, you proved what I said at the beginning of the podcast. We can find common ground with music and art. Yes. It, so when you said that, it reminded me <laughs> of that incident. And I'm, I'm so glad I thank God for a decent memory that I can remember stuff like that, because things like that I get to share with my kids. You know, Most I get to share definitely. stuff like that with my kids and let them know that it is, it's always possible, even in what looks like the most unlikely circumstances. We have to try. We have to get uncomfortable. So with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off for this segment. And I'm looking forward to many more with you, JC. Me too. And thanks for having me and to all the fans of, of getting to the root out there. Put up the good fight and keep up the good work. Amen. Thanks so much again for joining us. This is the right road to be taking. I am 100% sure of it because it has done my heart so good. And I really hope that it is blessing you just as much, if not more. Please stay tuned for your next episode. It will be just as lit. It will be just as wonderful. And make sure to stop by root2branches.net to see what's going on in the coaching world. 
Also, too, there is a get to the root discussion uh, discussion board on Facebook. It's a little community where you're going to get to weigh in, ask questions, have discussions about the things that you hear on these podcasts. So until next time, I wish you happiness and love with Christ and with one another.